How was working with DJ Khaled? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do this to me. He really is a ball of fire. He's going to do so much more. That's how I feel about him. He's going to do so much more. Yeah. Because, you know, he did his um, press conference with the Jordan. Came out with Snipes, his shoe store. Now he did golf. No, oh, he's, he's, he's doing I, I all that. these things aside yeah. from music and the We The Best Foundation. Mm. He, he does so many great things. And I feel like this is just the beginning for him. Tables podcast where we challenge limiting beliefs and flip the tables on perspectives that may be holding us back. I'm your host, Tani Majigua. And as always, if you like what we're doing over here, I need you to do me a quick favor, right? I need you to hit this little button I'm holding in my hand right now, right? Right, 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 right. Hold on, hold on. Now, if you really, really like us, I want you to also click down here, this little subscribe button. Only if you like me, though. But no, no. If you're in love with me, though, what I'd like you to do is tell three people today that you watch the best podcast on the planet and hopefully they get to watch it too. Now today, I do have a special guest in the house, and as always, to get me better, or get myself better at networking, I'm gonna ask the age-old question, age-old question. So, when you're in a networking environment, right, and you're meeting new people, right, and you walk up to someone to introduce yourself, how do you do it? Oh my goodness. First of all, I give my famous, hi! That's a great way to start it, too. Yes, yeah, yes. Just get energy out there. It's literally, I'm all about energy. Yeah. And I also read the energy. So, I mean, obviously, if I see they're, like, talking about a downer subject or yeah. whatever, you know, I'll play with that. But usually, I give my true self, and it's like, hey, hi, <laughs> hello, sorry to interrupt you guys. Yeah. I know you're having a great conversation. My name is Monica. Um, you know, what are you guys doing? Or how do you like that? You know, I usually try to see what they're doing, if they're drinking something, are they eating something? Yeah. Is there a specific topic or a special thing that's going on that I should like bring up? Yeah. So I kind of use that. So you yeah. like match? So do you match the energy or do you try to like bring up their energy? Because you feel like the type of person that <laughs> everyone is like down all of a sudden you walk in. What's up? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's usually both. I don't I also don't like to be, you know, that all the time. Go, go, go high energy. Because yeah. depending on people's moods, you know, some people don't want that. So I, I always try to match that energy. But most of the time, you're going to get the happy, sunny side of Monica. Monica, you know? I am the worst, though. <laughs> I don't know how to read a room well. Really? So people say I'm happy-go-lucky for no reason. Okay. Like, I walk in and everything. I'm like, oh, talk to I'm like, well, you got some good years in. Like, I'm always, like, <laughs> positive poly with it. So I try to convince you that you're on my side here. But uh, no, I, I don't I generally don't know. I don't know if it's intuition or i generally don't care and that sounds terrible yeah i just walk in i'm just like i also down it could be worse you know right. what I mean? yeah sometimes i do that it, it's really weird one of the things i'm actively working on okay to get um my ex called it be more empathetic yes yeah to other people which yes. you know i think is a rumor but hey that's a separate topic yeah <laughs> i'm i'm pretty good at reading the room it's an intuition thing for me i don't know i'm also a gemini if anybody here believes in astrology mm, i know um, nothing about astrology what is a gemini yeah gemini are very social oh, okay you know outgoing very high intuition when it comes to reading people yeah. and that sort of thing so would you consider so, yourself to be like an extrovert yeah totally okay totally Fair total enough. extrovert yeah. Well, I mean, doing what you do, obviously, you have to be an extrovert. <laughs> so for the people that don't know, how do you how do you package what you do? Like, how do you tell people this is what I do? This is what I do. Yeah. How do I? Whew, like if I'm just meeting you? Yeah. OK. So usually I'm like, hey, my name is Monica. I go by the name of Cream. Mm -hmm. um, it actually stands for calories rules everything around me with a K. I like that. Yeah. How did you come up? What was the concept? So, that? I mean, you know, I love food and hip hop. OK. And um, I want it to be different because a lot of foodies, um, they have the same name, like eat with this person or the fork this mm. or hungry this or hungry. They have like foodie names. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of like boring. You know, what What are two things that I love? Food and hip hop, you know? Yeah. So I was like, I love Wu-Tang. And I was like, cream. I am slow. Wow. Cash rules everything around me. I am yeah. so slow. I just picked that up. Wow. <laughs> you just got it? I don't know. Yeah. My mind was why I was like, wait, I've heard that. Wait. Oh, wow. Okay. I yeah. like that. Okay. So anyways, the, the, I, you know, went on IG, I started looking for the names and the C was taken from cream. Obviously a lot of people use cream, cash was everything around me. Yeah. And then I was like, how about K? Let's just be totally different. You know, even though that's not how you properly spell calories, yeah. but let's try with K. 
And sure enough, nobody had the name or a few people, whatever. But anywho. Yeah, no one that's actually used. Yeah, nobody does calories rule everything around me. They use like Kush rules everything around me or like something else, but not calories. So that's how I I came up. That's creative. Yeah. So how long would you say you've been a foodie for? Um, I would say more like like seven years. Okay. That is an awesome job. Honestly, I I didn't know much about the industry, but I used to tell my friends because, man, I just love experimenting with food. Mm -hmm. I will try. I always tell people I'll try anything once when it comes to food, at least. I will try anything at least once. Um, And that always just seemed like intriguing. I don't know if you see this guy on Facebook. Um, I think his name is like Voodoo Ranger. Uh, Not Voodoo Ranger. Something Ranger. He goes to like uh, India and like different places. Charles out the street food and you see how they cook it. I'm just like, I'll look. All of a sudden, like 30 minutes are gone and I'm like, wow, what just <laughs> happened to me? Like, I absolutely love that. What aspect do you love so much about um, being a foodie or being in that industry? I love trying different foods. Mm. Um, I'm not picky at all. I could like try anything once. Yeah. You know, whether I like it or not the second time, you know. <laughs> only one time. <laughs> yes, but I love yeah. exotic foods. I love trying different things. Um I love being out there. I'm very, again, you know, very social. So usually the foodie events, are, are, there's a bunch of other foodies there. Yeah. I get to talk and socialize with them. I meet business owners. I meet restaurant owners. Um, they treat you to everything on the menu. So much fun. I feel like I have a complete <laughs> career. Guys, this is going to be the last episode you ever see of the podcast. I'm switching career yes. for it. It just and sounds fun. Yes, it is very fun. And if you get really good at it, then you monetize it and then you charge to be there. Kind of like the Kim Kardashian of club appearances. It's kind of like that, you know, you become, you do your foodie appearance. The, if a restaurant hits you up, um, to come over and get content, you know, and they want to feed you and blah, blah, blah. I started doing it for free, but then as you become better, then you start charging because now it's a job and you go in with your equipment you know, you spend three hours there. It's not only eating the food, you're taking pictures of the food, blah, blah, blah. So then now you start charging for it. So if you, if you become really good and you know what you're doing, you start charging. Kind of like anything. Michael, we're going to be best friends. I don't know if you know <laughs> it, but we're just totally going to be best friends. Yes. That sounds exciting. Um, just because, so for me personally, right, um, just to give you a little background, um, I've been podcast producing since forever, right? But as far as being front-facing, our first podcast that we ever created was called the In The Biz Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, just about the service industry, like restaurants, bartenders, right? Um, so we just essentially had the point of view from like the person working there, mm-hmm. so like the guests could see it, and it, and it did great. Um, but what I like about yours is that yours is more guest facing, where it's like, yo, this is the experience that you're gonna experience if you try this, right? And uh, is it just food and beverages, or um, a particular style of food? Or are you just gonna be? No. We're trying it all. Anything, anything. It could That's be awesome. a food truck. It could be a five star. You know, it could be a Michelin star restaurant. Yeah. Whatever it is. Have you, you seen know? that movie Chef before? Chef, which one's that one? That's the guy with the curly hair, the bigger guy that's in Iron Man. It's not the one that they invite all these people to like this dining experience and they kill everyone. No, that's not, that's oh, that foodie like a or something movie. like that. Is that a movie? It is. Oh, they kill all of them. Yeah. Oh, oops! So, spoiler! spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oops. It's like they all die. <laughs> they invite all the foodies and and uh, what's that called? The people that the critics and all that. Yeah. And they just so, kill. Oh no! I don't think I've seen Chef. I think someone else told me to see it. Chef. I'm, I'm really bad with TV. Yeah. Easily top five. Really? M- just movie in general. Okay. It's such a simple movie. It's, um, I won't spoil it. You guys are good. You can keep watching. But uh, the cool thing is, it's just this guy worked at like a Michelin star restaurant, okay. wanted just control, got fired, started a food truck. And just the journey of him and his son going, like actually doing it, it yeah. gets exciting. Like I went outside literally to a food truck center that's in Hollywood. Yeah. Just went around the food trucks after watching that because I was like, this is really exciting. Yeah. yeah. No, 100%. A lot of these food trucks, um, the people behind them are very passionate. You know, mm. they're usually not in a restaurant because they can't afford. Yeah, they're, you know, startups, that sort of thing. Usually they start up, start off in a little tent. Yeah. You know, um, then you buy yourself a food truck, you know, and then your ultimate goal is to have your own brick and mortar, you know, your own restaurant. Um, but usually they're very passionate. 100%. You know, they don't have the money behind it. They're starting what they make is really good. You know, some of the food truck food is really good Would you out say there. they're more passionate? I know that's the goal, like you said, right? Would mm-hmm. you say they're probably more passionate just because, right, when you have a brick and mortar, yeah. you have to focus so much on the revenue to keep it going? Yes. So do you feel like the food trucks kind of have a little more flexibility where mm-hmm. they can be a lot more creative and, that's eh, cool, add a little more of this as opposed to, yeah. man, we got to make chicken tenders and fries because that's what they're buying right yeah. now. And it's the actual chefs, like, also, you know, 
um, greeting you and asking you what do you want and charging you. Exactly. You know, it's not you're not only behind the scenes in the kitchen. You know, the, the chefs are the actual people cooking for you and actually you know charging you and all this stuff. Yeah. So I yeah, and they look at you when you take that first bite. You know. Did she like it? So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like they are more passionate. I'm not saying other owners are not, but usually they come in with more money, with a business plan, yeah. with all these things. You know, investors. You're opening this big deal restaurant. So I mean, yes, you love it. You're gonna be your baby. Yeah. But I feel like the food truck people are more like down to earth. You know, eventually I, they'll get there. I so agree with you. And what's frustrating about the restaurant industry to me is it's so hard to be profitable in the restaurant industry. Yeah. You have to be literally way above everybody to be able to be like a really good restaurant because mm -hmm. most of them really don't last, especially if you don't really have experience in it. Yeah. I've seen a lot just go down, just yeah. down because they just go in, oh, we're going to serve food. People are going to love it. I'm like, you have a game plan. Do you know who actually wants this? This is the right place for it. Yeah. Uh, just a million factors go into it. Um, so even... I worked as a manager mm -hmm. in the restaurant industry. It was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah. Many... Many sleepless nights. Um, one of the hardest jobs I ever had was this place called, um, I won't even call them out, but I was a general manager there, and this was in Palm Beach County. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know much about Palm Beach County, but it's known as drug rehab capital of like the world. Yes. So three quarters of my staff, you know, had some type of problem. So I remember on average, 33% of the staff wouldn't show up per ship. Wow. So I almost have to like over schedule people yeah. knowing yeah. they're probably not going to show up. So it was just rough. And wow. I remember looking at the reports at the end of the year, they only made like maybe 20,000 in profit, like after all that. After and I'm just like, we do all this work for this kind of thing. So that's why I, you know, I love the restaurant industry, but at the same time, if I was going to start a business, that'd be tough. Like you'd yeah. have to like make sense. Yes. Do you ever see yourself like opening a restaurant? Right. People tell me all the time, creams, let's start a, a restaurant, you know, you know your flavors. Yeah. You know what you're doing. But I'm like, yeah, no. I go behind the scenes to get content for these restaurants. And I see these people working behind the, the scenes. Mm. I'm okay. What goes into it. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I don't need to slave myself anymore. Maybe when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm okay. <laughs> I've never seen a chef minus them being bald without gray hair. <laughs> they all smoke it's cigarettes crazy. and I'm highly stressed. <laughs> it's I'm mandatory. Okay. <laughs> no, 100%. It is a really stressful job. Yeah. Um, because obviously in any business, right, you have to uh, cater to your customers, right? But at the same time, we have... Um, I keep saying we because I'm so used to being in the industry. Yeah. We have to do it back to back to back. So you could have a night where you do it to 40 different people. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, your fries were cold? Oh, I got you. Come here. Oh my gosh, you didn't like that steak? You wanted the... Oh, it's okay. So it's almost like you're coddling so many people in quick succession. Mm -hmm. So I could see like that industry um, can be really stressful. But going on the other side, the side that you're talking about is what really excites me about it. I love the eating part. I yeah. love the creativity. I used to love having competitions with people in the back of the kitchen to see yeah. if they could actually cook or uh, what they call like family meals yeah. where um, we would take some of the ingredients that we weren't using anymore and we take turns like who can make the best meal mm -hmm. and like the winner would get celebrated, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like it's a fantastic culture. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, if I worked in a restaurant or if I had my own restaurant, I would be front of the house because yeah. I'm a people person. Um, I'm Tani Majiqua, your podcasting ally. Have you ever felt that podcasting is a logistical nightmare? It's not all the glamour and deep conversations. You're nodding, aren't you? Coordinating with guests, handling the technical stuff, editing for hours on end. And when you've done all that, there's that daunting task of getting your podcast across multiple platforms. Overwhelming, isn't it? But hold on. What if there's a way to make podcasting painless? Introducing Podcasters On Demand. It's like having a dedicated remote podcast producer at your fingertips, ready to handle all your needs. Wherever you are, wherever your guest is, we've got you covered. We'll take care of all your audio and video editing. You get to focus on what you do best, creating engaging content. And when you're ready, we'll send over your podcast to over 20 audio platforms, and we'll even help you out with YouTube. But wait, there's more. We optimize your YouTube podcast, episode title, and description for maximum viewership. We even do thumbnails. Your audience will find you effortlessly. So are you ready to turn podcasting into a breeze? It's time to get your producer on demand and start your painless journey. Nice. Like you will walk into my restaurant and it will feel like family. 
you know? Yeah. And that would be my job to make you feel good. If there's any problems, the food could be mediocre. Yeah. But if you provide that good customer service and, you know, just try to recover things, if there is a problem, those customers will come back. The food could be okay. But just the fact that, like, you gave that mm. service and made people feel a certain way. Yeah. You know, that's how you keep people coming back, you know, because the food could be great. But if you give them a shitty, a shitty service, yeah. you're not going to go back to that restaurant. Do you think people you know? would rather have great food in front of house or okay food and great front of house staff customer Man, experience? A, I guess it depends on the person, but I, I still feel that customer service is like number one. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. I've made like some terrible drinks before and I just made it look pretty. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's a mint leaf. Like, yeah. All right, well, that's yours. Yes. And I've eaten in some places with, with really good food, but I don't feel the vibe there. Like mm. the energy there is like, ugh, you know, or someone treats you bad and and they don't do anything about it or they forget something. or you know, And then you're like, I don't want to come back here. You can literally talk yourself out of the fact that it tastes. I've had food one time yeah. right, at a restaurant with a bad experience. I was like, food wasn't that good. Mm -hmm. I had it um, like in the fridge. I didn't know it was from that restaurant. I tried it the next morning. I'm like, this stuff is amazing. Where's this from? Yeah. Same restaurant. I was like, oh, <laughs> huh. So, okay. All right. I stay corrected. So I think, yeah, like you are saying, mood dictates everything. Now, yeah. as far as I believe that people eat with their eyes first, yes. right? How much does that play when you're rating food? Like when you're trying food and you're like, how much does presentation weigh? Nowadays, it weighs a lot. Really? Okay. <laughs> Especially with all this social media and mm. content creating and getting content, you know. 100%. And that's actually... One of the things now about foodies that everybody wants to get the pretty picture, the pretty content. Yeah. They want the piece of the, they want that dessert with the fudge flowing down and the sparklers <laughs> and the sprinkles and the cherry, you know, and they want that piece of meat perfectly placed with the vegetables on the <laughs> side with the perfect plating <laughs> or like that huge burger that weighs like 20 pounds yeah, and it's going viral in on there, Instagram. Not you know, most of that food doesn't taste good. Let me just tell you something. Really? It looks good. That pretty food does not look... I mean, you know, there are some places that deliver both. Yeah. But the majority of the not. places... Again, this place... We won't name names, but this brunch place in downtown Miami has these over-the-top plates, huge pancakes, like, huge, with, like, all the toppings, whatever you want. Yeah. The coffee is the same thing with glitter and all this stuff, you know, if you know, you know. <laughs> I feel like people are going to figure if you this know, out. You know. If you know, write it down in the comments for us, please. <laughs> Comment below. Um, but anyways, yeah, bland. Really? Bland pancakes. I mean, I could have made like better pancakes at home, you know. Is that place like busy just, all the time though? It is because of the way the food looks. It mm, goes back to it. Yeah. yeah. Perfect location, you know, downtown-ish area of Miami where everybody's visiting. They go on Yelp or Google or the Instagram page. They look at pictures. Oh, man, that looks beautiful. It has a flower on it. It has glitter or, you know, oh, that's what I want. It's just to be in that. That is so fascinating that you say that. And I, I, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. It's starting to resonate even more because I felt that way before. Mm -hmm. But now I'm actually thinking about it because I remember uh, one of my friends who went to Sexy Fish. Yeah. This restaurant in Miami. I know. Mm. The food wasn't that great. I, I was just like, <laughs> is that it? Oh, the, okay. So we're done. Okay. I was like, can we go to Burger King after we're done here? Yeah. Um, but ended up being the bill was like 600 bucks or something. It's like just me and the other person. I'm just like, okay. Not we did this for it. pictures. It was yeah, for content. Exactly. Yeah. So I was there. Like, I was there. I went to the bathroom in Sexy Fish. <laughs> <laughs> I was basic and took a picture there. That's literally what it was. <laughs> and they had like that face of that, uh, what do you call it? Like sculpture of like random people. Yeah. You take a picture of selfie and it's like, I was here. Yeah. And it goes to show how much, um, I mean, I've heard the saying before, content is king, quote unquote. Yeah. And being in a field, you know, obviously with, you know, a lot of content involved, I didn't really buy into it until recently. Mm. Content really dictates the way people move. Oh, yeah. Um, just because... Psychologically, I feel like sometimes we really care about what we care 10 times more about what other people think as opposed to our own thoughts yes. these days. And I've seen someone order something they didn't want at a restaurant just to be able to take a picture of it. Yeah. Blew my mind. I was like, so you're not going to I'm, I'm kind of guilty, but I don't do that anymore, but I have done it in the past. What was the thought process when you were doing it? What were you thinking? I need that picture mm. on my page. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it was. 
Yeah, and that was more during the days when, um, for example, Instagram was mostly pictures. Mm. Now, now like anybody could create a reel or whatever. Yeah. Before it was having that picture, that shot. And I if you had one. that item on your page yeah. and you went there, you were the ish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you I need you to come in and take more pictures here. <laughs> yeah. So and, how, how did you sneak in into, um, I guess... It's, it's called food blogging, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially is what you, yeah. like influencer, the general. Food influencer, food blogging, mm-hmm. uh, food critic, you know, whatever yeah. you want. How did you initially get your start in there? Like, how did you sneak in and say, you know, let me try this out real quick. Because okay. I feel like there's no, like, template. No. For, so I was literally thinking in my head, I could really do this, but I started to think, wait, how do I do this? Yeah. So it's a selfish question on my part, but how do you, yeah. how do you, how do you get started? Well, nowadays anybody could do it because now there's uh, Instagram and all these apps that help you create content. You could literally go to a restaurant. Put everything in a reel. The internet does it for you. And you have like a 15 second video of wherever you want. It looks great. Whatever. You go viral. Okay. Mm. Back then. Yeah. So what happened to me? How I got into it. Okay. Whoa. I was in a. It's this is actually a really good story. I was in a very dark place in my life. Um, I was going through a divorce. Um, single mom. Had $20 in my pocket. Mm. Um, I've always been that social girl where even if I had $20, $20 in my pocket, I want to go out. 100%. You know, yeah. like, why not? Um, so one day by mistake, you know, my friend's like, let's go to this party. I heard it's free, you know, and let's just go. And, and I was like, it's free? They're like, we don't have to pay anything? Because <laughs> like, I have like $20 in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. You know, and she's like, yeah, it's free. So we go to this place and it ends up being like a Yelp Miami party, this huge like party. And and when I got there, I actually knew somebody there, an ex-coworker of mine, and he was working for Yelp Miami at the time. And I was like, this is cool. He goes, yeah, we have these parties like all the time. Um, events, not parties, yeah. events. Um, you should join. You should start reviewing, you know, restaurants or any business because Yelp is about reviewing any business, not just food. Yeah. And did he originally know that you had some interest in the field? Um, or is no. it kind of just like a random suggestion? No. Yeah, I have my regular nine to five job, you know, yeah. and he saw me there. I just happened to go to this event. I was going because it was free and I had no money going yeah. through a dark time in my life. You know, I wanted to go out and have fun. So I go to, you know, I, I, I had a great time there. And, he, and then he tells me, he's like, when you get back, get on Yelp. Yeah. Start reviewing. I said, okay. So I did that. I created my account. I started creating, you know, like um, restaurants I would go to anywhere, gas stations, uh, Macy's, wherever you go, yeah. you check in and you review. And then I started finding that I was really good at writing. Yeah. And people are like, wow, we love your reviews. You write really well. And I was like, oh, I never thought about it like that way, you know, but um, they're like, continue. And then I started getting invitations little by little from restaurants. And what year was this? Like the time? Because Yelp has been around for a minute, right? Yeah. Um, I think at its height was mid 2007-ish. Yeah. I feel like now it's dying, but um, it was, oh, geez, oh, geez. I've been a Yelp elite for eight years. Okay. So it's probably been like nine, ten years. Okay. Also, I told you seven years in the beginning, so maybe a little bit longer. Okay. I was just like, I really do this. Seven, eight, (laughs) nine, ten, around there. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, more like ten. Yeah. So... um, So I I start reviewing. I start getting invitations from Yelp themselves to go to more events. So they just like reached out to you? Like? Yeah, they just reached out to me. Yeah, they oh. made me an elite, you know, because um, they're like, we like how you write, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I was doing it a lot. Everywhere I was going, I was like writing reviews for, yeah. you know. And my reviews are good. I have, you know, I have an open mind. I just don't criticize people. If I do have a, um, a complaint, I said this happened, but you guys could fix it by doing this and this. Mm. It's like positive criticism. You yeah. know, I'm not one of these reviewers that are like, this place is terrible. And you don't give a reason behind it. Or you don't if you like do, lead with like negativity. Or you bash the place or, yeah. you know. So um, I guess they like the way I was doing it. And then restaurants start inviting you and you start going in and you start loving it because now you're being treated to everything. Oh. You know. Oh. Yeah. You get, you know, your drinks, usually minimum two. Um, your appetizers, again, minimum two. If you're with someone, if you could bring a plus one with you, you have your entree, you get your dessert, whatever else they throw at you. They want to give you a gift card to come back on the house. Like, you get spoiled as a foodie. Yeah. Oh. And with that comes other bad things like gaining weight. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how I started. I started, you know, I'm like, man, I'm doing all. I literally, if you would have looked at my Instagram, not cream, my personal Instagram at yeah. that time, cream wasn't alive yet. Um, 
If you would have looked at my page, I was going through the worst time of my life, but I looked like I was like... Just living it up. Living it up. Ah. Okay. And then um, my friend was doing a little bit more. Um, her, shout out to Honey I'm Gouda slash Christine did it. Hey. Um, she's the boss of all the foodies. And um, I, I noticed she was doing more than I was doing. Okay. And I was like, how are you getting invited to this? You know, because Yelp was my cap, you know, like I was capped off at Yelp. And, and then I was like, how do you do more? How do you travel now? How do yeah. you do all these other influencer things? And she's like, well, you need your Instagram account. You need to get on social media. Um, and then you back then the hashtags, it was all about hashtags. Oh, so you hashtag, hashtag restaurant, hashtag foodie, hashtag. <laughs> yeah. Now you can't even put one. That, you know, like, I don't even put hashtags anymore. It's just a waste. <laughs> yeah, Instagram yeah. is like, we don't like hashtags. So um, I did what she did. It took me a while. It took me six months to actually come to fruition with cream yeah because um, i was scared i'm older than a lot of the other foodies the, the older the other foodies are like in the early 20s or whatever yeah. you know and i'm just like in my 40s or okay and so um i was scared and i was like one day i, I went on a cruise by mistake okay it was the Wait, last I'm minute sorry, how did you accidentally get on a cruise <laughs> i've done a lot of things accidentally but I've i never... well it's not accidentally is i joined this like i did this giveaway thing okay i will I entered this giveaway. I filled out this little thing. And they literally called me two days before and said, hey, by the way, you want a cruise? It's in two days. Jeez, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> so I said, okay, let's do it. I went with my mom because nobody else could go with me last minute. Yeah. You know, I go with my mom. We go on this cruise ship out of Palm Beach. And it was a post Ultra Fest cruise. So Ultra in Miami, the yes. EDM festival. Yes. So they, wild. they created this cruise Spare of the moment, only for the artists that performed uh, at Ultra. Okay, so I'm here on this cruise, and then I'm like looking around. I'm like, dude, that guy looks, looks familiar. He looks like a DJ. You know, you know. The, have you ever been on a cruise? Yes. You know, before you take off, they have everybody in like the same place, mm -hmm. and they give you instructions. Yeah. If this happens or whatever. So mm -hmm. we're all in the same room. And I'm like, dude, that looks like Diplo. This looks like this person. I'm like, but I'm not really EDM like that. Yeah. So I was confused. I wasn't sure. But I made oh. one friend. He goes, yeah, this is like the ultra cruise or whatever. And I'm like, what? Are you? And everybody else was like an older, uh, people with families, older couples, nobody that really knew these artists. Yeah. And I'm literally the only one figuring it out. Just putting two together like, you're here too? Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. So I meet these people. I become friendly with them, become friends. We exchange Instagram or, you know, information. And I became really close with this one DJ that put EDM on the map, actually from New York, um, and I told him my idea about my food and hip-hop thing. Yeah. Told him I was scared, and he was older, in his 50s, you know. And um, he's like, just do it. Get off this cruise. Look what happened. You're on this cruise, and look at all these people you just met. And you need to get off and start that page as soon as you get off. And that's exactly what I did. The cruise mm. let me out at 8 o'clock in the morning. By 9.30, I was home, and I created Cream. And that's how Cream started. And eventually, it took off from there. Um, and, and, and that's it. And then once I did that, like, then you get super invitations. Because it's not only Yelp. Now you get all these other people that are seeing you on the internet, you know, on social yeah. media. And you're getting invited everywhere. I've gotten free hotels, free trips, free food, you know. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And you said a really good point that I don't want the people to miss there. It's just whenever you feel like doing something, it's not waiting yes. for like that perfect opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's more so just making it happen, just taking the action towards it. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of weird that every time I've ran into a situation like that, wherever it's like, I don't know 100% how to do something. Mm -hmm. But when you start just trying to do some of it, all the other pieces just kind of fall into place. It's yeah. really weird. Um, some people call it the law of attraction. I don't know what I personally call it, yeah. but it's just more so when you start doing action towards it. Yeah. Um, like you're saying, like you get all this amazing stuff start to happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, don't be scared. I was scared because I was older than the other foodies. You know, like yeah. don't let any of that like stop you. Yeah. You know, just do it. It's just all kind of like a mind game. Yeah. yeah. And people are going to love you regardless. They're either going to love you or hate you no matter how old, how you look, how this or that. Just do whatever it is you have in your mind, you know, that, and do it. Yeah. I like this. I like and, that. And, and that's how I live my life nowadays. When I want to do something, I do it. No hesitation. You know? Yeah. Before I would hesitate, I was scared. And I'm just like, uh-uh, I'm going to do it. This is my one opportunity to do it. Was that your moment where you made that switch, like in your head, like, I'm going to stop making moves based on what I think other people think. Yeah. Is that that turning point for you? I've had that 
turning point more than once. Mm. It happens, you know, you go through your yeah. roller coasters, you through your ups and downs. You know, sometimes your confidence is a little bit more up and you're like, I'm a baddie, whatever. <laughs> and then sometimes you're like, oh, something new, man. But then you do it. Yeah. You know? I mean, the confidence goes up and down, you know, like, not 100%, especially like with something new. Yeah. So, um, you know, you go through it, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to do it. You know, to this point, I feel like the biggest motivator, I don't know if it's healthy for me, <laughs> but uh, my biggest motivator is actually proving people wrong. Ooh. I, I do more off negativity and it sounds terrible as I'm yeah. saying out loud, but I feel like I do more off negativity than I do off oh, this will make me better. Oh, yeah. So, for example, if someone tells me, Tanny, there's no way you can start that. I'm just like, <laughs> okay. Whoa. Oh, as opposed to, right? <laughs> Watch me work. As opposed to, I think you'd be good at this. I'm like, eh, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, and I don't, don't, I don't know what that balance is, yeah. you know, to kind of using it. But um, in a weird way, that kind of negativity from other people, when challenged, well, when channeled, I should say, the right way, has kind of helped me. I don't know if you've had a similar experience like that. Yeah, everything I've done has been to, I mean, I've done it obviously because I like to do it, Yeah. but there's also always a reason, you know, like me getting into that Yelp party was me going through a divorce and going through a hard time. Mm. And I'm like, oh, now I can have a, a social life. Okay, well, how can I move from that? You know, and it's like, how could I prove myself? I got my master's degree. I wanted to prove that to, you know, well, it's to, for myself, yeah. but at the end of the day, someone told me I couldn't do that. Mm. You're like, okay. I was like, okay, I just got my master's degree, graduated in May <laughs> at this age. <laughs> Took some extra pictures too yeah. for the gram, just in case. Yeah. And and now I have other things on my sleeve. Nothing related to that. Yeah. Because now I'm on something else already. Because <laughs> you got to keep on moving. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's awesome. And wait till I blow everybody away again. You uh, know what I mean? So, yeah, there's always going to be people that are going to tell you no or they talk shit. Even yeah. your family, your friends, those are the, those are the worst, you know, but... Mm -hmm. Um, no, you just got to do it. That's know? a great point, too. And I you, feel like, yeah. um, what was I going to say? The fact that I think people make the mistake of telling their dreams to family members and friends too soon mm -hmm. um, in the hopes that they kind of motivate them to do that. But I feel like it never works mm -hmm. as I'm actually looking back because no. I feel like it's all about you have your dream, right? Or your idea or your goal in your head for a reason, mm -hmm. right? It's not for mom to understand. It's not for dad or brother or cousin, whoever to understand. And every time I've told someone, like, for example, um, have you ever done network marketing before? Network marketing? Like, a, like, like the one, like back in the day, they used to call it like a scheme, like a Ponzi scheme, like a triangle, like you get one person. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> so back in the day, well, now I know better. Network marketing is literally just sales. But people used to call it a scheme. And I remember when I first got into a network marketing, I was selling, um, what is it called? I think it was Avion or whatever. Just oh, like yeah. Product. Yeah. <laughs> And, I did that too. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was okay. I was making pretty yeah. uh, okay, okay money, not too crazy. Um, but I remember I was telling my friend, "Hey, if you need to charge, oh that scam money, scam money." And I was like, "Yo, whoa, where'd you get that from?" And then I remember asking him years later. I was like, "Why did you think that was a scam?" Mm -hmm. He couldn't answer for like the first five minutes. Like he really thought about it. It went back to his parents. <gasps> He didn't actually have a reason why he thought that way. It was just more so programmed in his head that something out of the traditional nine to five job mm -hmm. is essentially a scam. And I was just mind blown when I looked at it and I started to think about how many things do I have in my head yeah. that I didn't even put there kind of thing. So, yeah, that's one of the uh, biggest uh, things I actually tell my therapist. Um, I'm like, if you see anything, let me know. Because sometimes, <laughs> you know, I don't be catching my own blind spots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with stuff like that. So now it's awesome that I love that you have that, like, go, go, go yeah. mentality. Yeah, that's there's no stopping me now. I'm like, you have one life to do things. Yeah. You know, and now I'm older and I understand and a fear, a fear, you know, yeah. and just do it. That's the only way, you know, if you, if it doesn't work out, it's okay. You just keep on moving. 100%. You know, but What's at least the scariest you, thing you've done this year. At least you tried. Oh, oh there's <laughs> one there. What's that? Okay, so I got I started getting into media. Mm -hmm. um, I had a great opportunity. If you want to know more about how I started doing media, I'm not a journalist. I did not go to school for journalism or, or, or to learn how to interview people. Wait, where'd you get your master's Any in? You said you just um, healthcare, in. quality, innovation, and strategy. <laughs> okay. So okay. Um, mm -hmm. my professional, most of my professional experience, I have 26 years in healthcare. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I work for a huge uh, institution in South Florida, in Miami. 
actually. So are you planning on going further with them? I are don't you know. What I'm, on, I would love. Like, I would love to just continue doing this passion. What I'm passionate about, you know, mm. media, social media, be my own boss, and have my own business. Those are my goals. Um, the real job has been really good to me over the years. I put my daughter through school with free tuition. Mm. Um, put, you know, it's had, I've had a stable paycheck, but it's not me. Yeah. Do you it's feel like you're me. ready to make that transition? Yeah. I like I'm trying that. to figure it out, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this time next year, we're going to be like, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We got the tape here. So I'm just. So, but I did get the degree in healthcare because, um, one of the things I did learn during the whole pandemic, if there's one career that's stable, mm. is healthcare. And this is true. If I ever need to go back to it, I have that there for me. This is true. You know, there's always going to be the sick people, dying people. Unfortunately, you know, you're always going to have a job in healthcare. Yeah. You know, so that's why I kind of got it in there. You could always do social media on the side, learn about it through workshops or videos or, you know, yeah. on your own. But. Just in case, I got that. I like in that. that field. Yeah. You know, I had this debate with someone the other day. Um, we were talking about, and I actually have this conversation with my sister a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how I feel. I'm kind of in the middle with it when it comes to plan A and plan B. Mm. Because sometimes I'm like, like you're saying, yeah, you do have something to fall back on. You know, don't go too crazy. Because my sister likes to rap. Yeah. Right. But at the same time. I'm like, yeah, it's cool, you know, do your thing, but, you know, make sure you're just taking care of yourself, right? Yeah. At the same time, I feel like a hypocrite because I'm the type of person to tell people, if you don't just stick to your plan A, like you have a plan A and you have a plan A. Like if plan A doesn't work, you rework plan A until you yeah. figure it out. So it's like I'm playing both sides sometimes, like, uh, do I need a safety net? No, you shouldn't use a safety net. I feel like I'm leaning more towards forget the safety net, whatever, Yeah. Uh, burn the boats. But in those circumstances with my sister, maybe I'm just too close to her yeah. to be able to tell her that. That's what I'm seeing. Right. How do you feel about that dynamic? Um, I think both. Because mm -hmm. now I'm trying to get more into that A mentality where it's like, just go forward. Yeah. Whatever's going to happen, just if it falls through, you get to start again with something else. Okay. But I'm also, I've been a single mom for many years. It's just me and my, my daughter and I. Yeah. No support system, you know, so it's like I've always had to have that A and B just in case because I would lose it. You know what I yeah, mean? If like I didn't have that income coming in or it's me, it's all me. Yeah. So I've always had to have that backup plan. And I'm trying to re rewire my brain now to be more, you know, like type A, yeah. you know, like, like just go for it. That's a, Forget it's a it, weird you know? balance. The it's universe will balance. take care of it. You know, you'll figure it out. Yeah. But. You have to. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm not giving anyone <laughs> advice, but yeah, no, no, it's definitely. Um, mm -hmm. I I just tell people. I think the best way to approach it is just do. I don't want to say do what makes you comfortable because that's a terrible way to do it too. Because yeah. when I say do what makes you comfortable, I already know people in their head are not going to make any type of progress because they're just going to be like, oh, I'm comfortable, yeah, kind of thing. And yeah, I feel like to grow, you have to be out of your comfort zone yeah, too. So you do. yeah, that's a weird dynamic. Yeah. So I did hear a rumor. Oh. That you're going to be starting a podcast pretty soon. Is this true? Yes, it Tell is us true. All about this, I'm excited. I am working on it, and I'm so excited because I'm going to have all my foodie friends on it. Oh, awesome. Yes. So maybe you guys know me. You know, I know everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it's going to be. I don't have a name for it yet. Mm. Um, Actually, if you want, right now, ladies and gentlemen, you've watched this interview so far. In the comments, I would like you to put your suggestions. Mm -hmm. for what we should actually call the podcast yeah. i think um yeah whatever you, you know what i'll give a 50 dollars gift card to a restaurant of her choice which she'll put in the comments okay to the best one so all right down below Woo! idea there yes <laughs> i'm excited i want to hear what you guys would call my show <laughs> i'm tani majiqua your podcasting ally have you ever felt that podcasting is a logistical nightmare it's not all the glamour and deep conversations you're nodding aren't you Coordinating with guests, handling the technical stuff, editing for hours on end. And when you've done all that, there's that daunting task of getting your podcast across multiple platforms. Overwhelming, isn't it? But hold on. What if there's a way to make podcasting painless? Introducing Podcasters On Demand. 
It's like having a dedicated remote podcast producer at your fingertips, ready to handle all your needs. Wherever you are, wherever your guest is, we've got you covered. We'll take care of all your audio and video editing. You get to focus on what you do best, creating engaging content. And when you're ready, we'll send over your podcast to over 20 audio platforms and we'll even help you out with YouTube. But wait, there's more. We optimize your YouTube podcast, episode title, and description for maximum viewership. We even do thumbnails. Your audience will find you effortlessly. So are you ready to turn podcasting into a breeze? It's time to get your producer on demand and start your painless journey. <laughs> My foodie podcast. <laughs> so we're going to put your yes. feet to the fire. When are you going to launch this program? Because right now as we're recording, ladies and gentlemen, we're mid-September, are we? Mid-September? Yeah. Okay, when are we having this launch? Um, yeah, so I, I'm like hoping, you know, by the end of the year, I have something going. Nice. Um, like it's going to revolve around food, around my experiences around food with other foodies. Um, how, how a lot of these foodies have actual businesses, they have left their real jobs. A lot of them are making a lot of money, you know, $700 per post minimum, five, $500 per post. These really? reels that are you seeing for 30 seconds, these foodies are going in and they're charging to be, you know, to eat and 700 a post yeah yeah this is one popular foodie she does have a lot of followers but she's uh charging 750 for her to come into the restaurant you have to provide all the food everything whatever she wants from there she will showcase it on her video but that's it she doesn't eat everything she takes everything to go you know but i don't know what she does with the food after but that's how much she's charging. I'm like in the wrong field. This is crazy. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of controversy behind that, too. I, I, I think that's like another episode. Um, that's probably something I want to talk about on my show. Because, yeah. you know, then it's like, wait, are those actual, are those really foodies? Mm. Are these people just trying to make money behind the scenes? Because then now they're posting videos and everything on their video is great. How do you feel about people that post food they don't like? Because I'm sure that's happened before, right? Is there like a code of ethic kind of thing? Or is it like, yo, they gave me a check? So. Yeah, sometimes if you know, you know. Yeah. If, if you're in the scene, you probably know, you know. And some people are really good at analyzing things. We'll know. But if you're just a regular person looking through the scrolling through the internet, yeah. you'll be like, oh, cool. I guess that's good then. Yeah. You know. Um, Can you lose like... Um, I don't know how an audience or like fans are for like a page like that, right? Um, can you lose credibility if something like that happens? If someone has a bad experience or are people Definitely. just too busy that it no. doesn't even... Nowadays you'll lose credibility. Credibility. <laughs> I struggle with credibility, credibility. with that word too. Trust me. <laughs> Especially with the restaurants or the people running the social media accounts behind these restaurants. Yeah. Don't know. Interesting. Don't know. Yeah. And you'll lose credibility with them maybe not so much with the audience you yeah. know but because you could play it off with the audience but the people on the inside will know and then you won't get invited again this is interesting you know what? <laughs> i think i'm gonna get a food sponsor now i think you just talked me into it i'm yes. gonna have like a different food sponsor from now on yeah and i'm just gonna eat during the podcast so if you're interested yeah. hey i will eat your food right here yeah whole but menu though <laughs> be open that is a fantastic idea yeah. wow all yeah. right so I have three more questions for you. Okay. But before I ask it, I want you to let people know where they can find you on all social media platforms. Okay. So my main page is on Instagram. Um, it's cream with a K, K-R-E-A-M. But it does have a bunch of underscores because <laughs> that's the only way I was able to get that name. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. It's going to be shown right under you. Yes, so please do so. <laughs> and it stands for calories rule everything around me. I am the only one doing this. And like um, the only one with the name doing food and hip hop. Okay, there we go. With my media thing. Okay, anyways. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, but that's how you can find me. Mostly on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Thread now. Um, where else can you find me? TikTok. I do have to get better with TikTok. I was doing well and yeah. then I let it go. But now I have to get it back. So I just got to... Are you doing like different content on both? Or are you kind of... I'm just doing everything. Yeah. The okay. same. And now I'm starting again. Because there was something happened to cream in the beginning of the year. Yeah. I don't know if you know about it. No. Okay, so I was killing this food game, right? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe we're going off topic or whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. Go for it. Okay. And like, like I said, I had everything monetized. Or even Instagram had my page monetized, even though you're making like $20 or 100 bucks at the end of the month. Whatever. Yeah, but something. It, something was coming in, right? Yeah. And um, I started getting invited to like the media thing. And... Um, 
you know, got in the circle. I do DJ Khaled. Um, then right after DJ Khaled, I interviewed um, Trina. The next day, I got hacked. No. I woke up to my page. No, actually, I went to sleep with my page. I was I'm in my bed scrolling, oh, and no. I see you've been logged off. And I'm like, I knew immediately I had been hacked. And the crazy thing is that I never clicked on anything because I know better. Don't click on anything that anybody sends you. Don't do this. Don't do that. But so one of my friends got hacked, and they copied her page. They sent it to me. Immediately knew I was, it was a fake account. I blocked them. But they sent me a text. And um, I didn't open it because I know better. Yeah. And then they sent me a DM saying, I just sent you a text. Don't click on it. Send me a screenshot. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. I'm not clicking on anything. You're telling me not to click on anything. I'm still not going to click on anything. Blocked everybody. Whatever. That same night, I got logged off. I got hacked. How did they get it? Or do you that know text message it? I got was yeah. Instagram telling me someone's trying to log into your account. And since they told me they did reverse psychology on me, oh, no. they said, don't click on the link. I would have done the same thing you did. I would not have clicked the link. <laughs> That's crazy. And so I lost my page. And, what do you um, do in a situation like that when you lose your pay? Is there I, anything you can do? No, unless you're verified now. Now that's why they're bringing in that you could pay fourteen ninety nine. Check you're good. Yeah, you're good because they verify you. Mm. You know your page now though has to have your name on it, your picture on it. it. Can no longer be your logo. It has to be your face and your name, your full name. So yeah. everybody's gonna know. I bought the blue check. I didn't put my full because my full government name is like. 12 letters okay. long. Okay. So, I don't well, know so you paid for it or you got it organically? Oh, no, no, no. I definitely paid for it. Okay. Yeah, I paid for it because of the reach was my biggest motivation. Okay. Because um, apparently it lets your reels reach more people. Yeah. As opposed to not. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. Huh. Yeah. It's like, you know, paying for an ad. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, anyway, so I lost my page. Um, I immediately con I started thinking, who knows who? Who knows who? There has to be someone. Because I, I tried going through Instagram. There, there's no help. If you're not verified, you will lose your page. That's brutal. You're not going to get it back. Sorry. Especially nowadays. That's you know? brutal. So um, I'm like, who do I know? I, I contacted my one of my real good friends, Sergio. Through that, I know him through Yelp. He's like, yeah, this girl. Um, she works for Meta. Um, she was also a Yelp Miami elite. And you should know her. I'm like, I don't know who she is. Yeah. You know, but he's like, send her a message. So I sent her a message on LinkedIn because it was the only way I was able to find her. And she got back, sent me her phone number. Starts, we start texting. And she's like, I'm going to fill out a family and friends form for you through Meta. She works at Meta in the UK. That's awesome. One time for Farah. Yeah. Hi, Farah. I love you. <laughs> Thank you, Farah. <laughs> <laughs> so she fills out this family and friends thing. She tells me it might take two weeks because they're behind, blah, blah, blah. I said, I don't care if I have to wait two weeks, you know? Yeah, I just need this. Right. So I kind of forgot about it because I started having stomach uh, pains. Um, I was having stomach pains through the whole COVID. Yeah. Just it was COVID, so I didn't want to go to the hospital. I was ignoring it. It was nothing severe either. Yeah. Um, Let me just avoid everyone right now. Right. So I started doing that same time. I went to the doctor. They did all this test on me, whatever. They're like, oh, you have gallbladder stones. We need to remove your gallbladder. And all that, all this comes from years of unhealthy eating. One of the cons from being a foodie. Yeah. Um, also, you're a woman over 40. You've had children. There's so you know a bunch of combinations. Anger, what you were talking about on the other podcast, yeah. remember? Yeah. Okay, so anger, when you hold anger in your body... It affects your gallbladder and your liver. This is so fascinating because it's something that I recently learned. And yeah. I'm like, your body actually physically holds that stuff? Yeah. That's kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, so I knew exactly what he was talking about in that, yeah. in that podcast. Um, but, uh, and I'm not an angry person, but I have had some anger issues. Not anger issues. I've, ha I've ha <laughs> held anger yeah. in me, you know. Things will, you know, say my ex-husband or maybe my dad or, You're you know. Kind of holding like some resentment. Right. Yeah. I'm not an angry person at all, but inside yeah. I know it. And whenever I think of certain things, I would feel it. Oh. Like weird, you know. Yeah. So anyways, so I'm, they're like, you need to take it out. I changed my diet. I stopped going to restaurants. I lost my page. So a lot of restaurants stopped working with me. They're like, I'm sorry, we can't work with you. You don't have followers. Wow. So this is how I know this whole Instagram or this whole social media thing is kind of BS. Because you, you paint yourself as someone, mm -hmm. and the minute you lose that, you're no one. Completely gone. That's wild. So, Is that exactly what they would say to you? 
Yeah. Like, Ooh, you don't have Yeah, your sorry, Ooh. you don't have your page, you don't have your followers, can't work with you, there's no reason to work with you. But I'm like, I'm actually a foodie. I started before Instagram. I know about food. I know how food tastes. I know about the quality of food. You know, I have my experience with it. I'm not just here to take your pictures yeah. and, and, you know, yeah. I So they don't care. I was like, I could still write a review on it. I could still do other things. I could start another page and, you know. Yeah. So, um, no, you know, so one thing I learned about this is know who you are without social media. Mm, that's Dave. And this is very hard. Yeah. Okay. It goes deep. That's Dave. So if right now social media were to go away completely, okay, and you're this huge, you know, blogger, or you're, everything's being monetized through your social media pages and all this, what happens if you lose all this? Where do you go? Who are you without social media? I don't think anyone's asked that question. Yeah. That's a deep question. It is. And I figured it out. And, and it was as simple as I'm Monica. I'm cream. I'm still a baddie. I like it. I'm a people person. I could, wherever I go, people love me. I could make whore, anything out of nothing. You know, so even if I don't have my social media page, when I walk in a room, I'm still going to connect. I'm still going to network. I'm still going to get the job done. You know, I, I have, I have, I have multiple sources of income. I could like, you know what I mean? Like I could work doing anything. hundred percent. And that's who I am. So your identity is not tied anymore to one thing that could vanish just like that. So yeah. it's almost like in a sense, like a, like a learning lesson. Yeah. Like you can't be too attached to it. Um, yeah. Cause like you, I've seen a lot of people like lose their page yeah. and it's like, everything stops. Like the whole world just mm -hmm. shut down on them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I I totally agree. Um, I don't think it's quite like that A-B conversation we had before as opposed to like all your eggs in one basket, stick with one. I think not emotionally tying your identity to something yeah. like that is probably like a healthy practice. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's what a lot of people are doing. They get attached to their page or to their social media or they have this persona like, oh, now I'm this big person because I have a million trillion followers. <laughs> 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 you did that really well. Girl, you ain't shit. <laughs> what do you have to offer the world? I'm sorry, but I have a lot to offer. Yeah. You know? And, and so, um, I got, so I got my surgery. I recovered from it. I forgot about social media completely. I have my personal page. I was doing some things there. Yeah. Changed my name to the media group because I wanted to continue doing media. Not the food, but the media part, which is the fun with the celebrities and yeah. the going to concerts, you know, being behind stage and all, all that, you know. So um, I continued my personal page with that. And then I forgot about cream. Not I forgot about her, but I was like, food is not important anymore. My health is first. You know, all that created all this. Yeah. So um, one day I woke up. And I see it's a text from Farah Meta. And, so, <laughs> and she's like, hey, this is the link to get back in your page. And this is the code. Oh. After like four months. This, it wasn't two weeks. This was a four-month process. That's why I, I forgot about it. I was like, who cares? I came to peace with myself that I was no longer this food blogger. And I was no longer cream. Wow. She had like and, a detox, an unintentional yes. detox of social media. When I tell you the universe works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Because if I still would have had my page, I would have struggled with eating healthy i would have struggled with stopping drinking you know all these things that yeah. I, I changed for my surgery mm -hmm. which i had a great recovery i had no side effects nothing because i changed my diet i, I ate clean and now i'm also doing that yeah now I'm, I'm on a path to health you know losing weight getting healthy etc cetera, etc cetera. yes i still love food but everything now is balanced yeah you know so that's my circle <laughs> so now i have cream back and i'm like oh man what do i do with this you know and so i'm still doing things but um but i'm very picky with who i work for now yeah. i don't want to put fake reviews up there i don't care if i'm getting paid i want to i want it to be more real more legit so it kind of goes back to what we we're saying about like kind of like the credibility yes like you're genuinely going to enjoy hey yes. i really rock with this so Y'all should too, as opposed to, you know, they, they pay me. So <laughs> Yeah. Good. Yeah. And I'm really loving the media side of it. Um, like I said, I have no formal training in like um, journalism or interviewing people, but I am a people person. So I know how to talk to people. 100%. So, I mean, they threw me under the bus. Oh, my worst. You asked me this question earlier and we yeah. started talking about something else. Yeah. My most nerve wracking experience with this whole thing and this year Ooh, I was... Getting hired for media at the Trino Rockstar uh, Festival. When was this? I think it was February. Okay. 2023. Yeah. And I go in, I have my mic, 
first time like using it, I think, and it was brand new. And they're like, oh, hey, hey, you're here. Thank God you're here. Stand right here. And people are just going to come in as they walk in the door. They're going to interview with you. And I said, people. And she's like, yeah, people. When I tell you, I had a line of artists. What? A line. That's awesome. I must have like interviewed like 30 people that day. 30 artists. Just back to back. With to no back experience and not even knowing who these artists are. Because, yeah. yeah, I know who Trina is. I know I might know who a few popular artists are, but I don't know the local artists that How just you wing it? came out. You just ask general questions. I mean, <laughs> and since I always do my food because yeah. I'm going to take advantage and I'm going to grasp the food questions mm. to use it for my content, you 100%. know? So what I did was I like asked them very basic questions. Hey, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Jersey. I came here only for like the festival. Trina invited me, you know? So I would ask those quick questions. And I'll be like, okay, so what's your favorite food spot in Jersey yeah. where you're from? You want to shout them out? Or uh, what's, now that you're here in Miami, what's the best thing you've had to eat? Oh. You know? And then are you going to perform on stage? Oh, my God, I can't wait to see you perform on stage. You, like, have to come up with these questions, like, on the go, you know? And I don't know anything about this artist. I don't know what music they... I don't know if they suck. I don't know if they're good. I don't know anything about them. Like, I do know their food preference, though. <laughs> that I do know. When I tell you I was sweating. If you see a before and an after picture yeah. of me, I, I before I was nice. My hair was, like, nice. After, like, my hair's, like, frizzy. <laughs> like, I have my sunglasses on my head. Trina was the last person that I interviewed yeah. at like midnight. And I had to grasp her. I waited around for her. Yeah. Like, because she was on the go. She was working her festival. This is her festival. So yeah. she's like here, there, you know. I'm like, Trina, Trina, two minutes. The, the, you know, you know. And all the, the other people who were doing media, everybody left. And I stayed for her. And you know that she gave me, I was her last interview. She gave it to me. And, you know, we laughed. It was quick, you know, two minutes, three minutes. But we talked about food, what her food ventures are going to be, you know. That's awesome, and, and I was like, wow. And this is how you work. You wait around, you know. 100%. Like you, be willing to do what it, it was, everyone else Yeah, did. I didn't eat the whole day. I had the stomach pain because I, so, I was going through that. So the whole day I was standing up with my back and stomach hurting, um, sweating, hadn't eaten one bottle of water the whole day. And I waited around for Trina, you know, that was the hardest thing I ever did. Mm, and interviewing all those I people like that, that I had no idea, yeah. but I threw myself in there. I like that. And I learned so much from that. <sighs> and it was super nerve wracking. <laughs> I was so nervous about that day. <laughs> but now you can look back though, right? And just, yeah, yeah I, did that. I did that. Oh man. You know what? I want to make sure that I'll oh. pull this in one of my last three questions yes, yes. That I have for you. Go ahead. How was working with DJ Khaled for you? <laughs> I knew you were going to do this to me. <laughs> it was amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I got my, this is my, it's my chance again. <laughs> man, he's a ball of fire. Oh man. <laughs> he really is a ball of fire. And this is what he's doing now is a skim of what he's doing. He's going to do so much more. That's how I feel about him. He's going to do so much more. Yeah. Cause you know, he did his um, press conference with the Jordan and he, Came out with Snipes, his shoe store. Now he did golf. Um, what's he doing now? I just saw it the other day. You know, oh, he's, that, he's, oh, he's doing I, I all that. these things. Aside yeah. from music, you know, um, he does his foundation, the We The Best Foundation, mm. which like helps like uh, young artists and, and that sort of thing. And So he, he does so many great things. And I feel like this is just the beginning for him. I love you that know? energy. I love people that just... Like, they'll heal the outside noise, right? Like, yeah. you can't do that. You're not yeah. going to do that. Even his last album, you're not going to yeah. sell that much. Then you turn it into God did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Turn it, and you're just like, yeah. nothing can really stop a person like that. Yeah. He really knows how to market himself. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 100%. And he knows how to block out the noise and just yes. zero in on what he's working on. What I do like about him a lot is that he wants to give his time to everyone, whether he can or not. Because mm. you know how it is. You have, you're surrounded by hundreds of people like, DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled, <laughs> smile, pose for a picture, do this. Can I get a question for you? You know, <laughs> yeah. he tries to do the most he can, though, which is awesome. Because, you know, a lot of these celebrities, they get annoyed. They don't even want to talk to you. Yeah. Who are you? You know? And so he actually, when I talked to him and asked him my little quick, he stopped for me. And when I tell you he was being pushed by security, you know, but I caught his attention and he stopped for me. It wasn't a planned interview. It was more, I got invited to that press conference. I got invited to this event. Yeah. And I had to catch him there. You know, and I again, I stuck around. I was the last person there. So ask him a question. I've but a common theme here. Yeah. But he stopped for me because he knew I was there waiting for him like the whole time. And I didn't like shove myself in his face like everybody else yeah. did. But I love that about him. You know, like he he likes he's a people person. So, yeah, it's been amazing working with DJ Khaled. That's awesome. <laughs>
<laughs> I was like, I got to take this opportunity to ask that question. <laughs> so with the brand and everything that you have going on, and even the podcast in the future, the way do you see yourself in five years? Ooh, five years. Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, aside from everything and aside from my social media, because I do want to start my podcast, um, I want to be nationwide, if anything, international with it. Um, can I be a guest on your podcast? You sure I'm can. I'm on the spot right now. You sure can. And I feel like I have a lot of foodie stuff to talk and about. And I promise you, you will yeah. be a guest on my, on my show. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got to put it on the spot here. All the cameras are still rolling. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I want all types of people on my show. Um, so um, definitely working on a business. I don't want to talk about it because you know how that goes. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know? um, but I see myself being a business owner to this specific type of business, aside from my podcast and my food. Mm. Okay? Like and um, it's a passive income thing, and I just wanted to get rolling so I could live my life. Mm. You know, I've already done my corporate job for 26 years, you know, been a single mom, and I made it happen, got my daughter through school. You know, now it's Monica's turn. I like this that. is Cream's turn now, I like you know? That. Yeah. Like, it's time for me to get all the things I've worked hard for, you know, get that money coming in, the bag, but I want to do it through my ventures and the ideas that I have. And that's where I see myself in, in five years. I like that. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. And I, just based off your story alone, it's almost like you're in that season where literally nothing can stop you. Yeah. Like you've seen different <laughs> obstacles from yeah. different places and just different avenues. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I think you went through that is going to be gold for you because now it's going to be like, oh, that's it. That's gold. Just do that. Yeah, yeah. we're good. Yeah, keep moving. Keep yeah. Moving. And you think I just got my master's, which is huge. I never in my life thought I would, I would get a master's degree. And, awesome. and and I, I just got my bachelor's degree right during COVID because I was not able to do it when I was younger because I had my daughter, my daughter young and no mm. support system. So I just got my bachelor's too. And I continued and got my master's because why not? And you would think I would be happy with that. That is the best reason to get a master's. Right? Uh, <laughs> just why keep not? it going. And now people are like, PhD. I'm like, okay, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's more money and more of this is ready for the business and money to come in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm, I'm actually taking a business class through Broward County. It's a free class that Broward County is offering. Mm. They, they have a, a cohorts and it's actually a legit class. And they teach you how to start your own business and how to pitch an idea and all this, you know. That's super helpful, yeah. Yeah. Bro- uh, City of Fort Lauderdale or Broward County? Um, I'm not sure specifically if it's through the Broward. I know it's Broward County because the county, but I think it's City of Fort Lauderdale. They have this class and it's free. And it's virtual, but I'm taking this class. It's three hours and one sitting uh, once a week, and I'm learning, you know, so I could, when when I do that business, I have the foundation, and it's get a certificate, you know, it's literally a thing, and if you need help with the county, now you're in, because now you're you're networking with these people that are teaching these classes, and... I like that. Yeah. I didn't know they offered that. Yeah. I'll send you the info. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Fine, we'll put it in the show notes for you too. Yes, it'll be down <laughs> below. Just look down below. I'll put it down there. I just felt the look that I was getting like you're not going to share with us, Danny. Like, wait, what? what <laughs> they <is> do what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my last question for okay. you. There's definitely a person out there that's watching this that, for example, um, my background is, you know, I worked in the service industry and there's a lot of people that wanted to grow and do other things, but just the people around them. Um, it was essentially like a crabs in a barrel mentality. Like, you know, I'm going to do this and this. Yeah, can you really do it? Eh. And then you just feel like yourself getting pulled back down. And I remember it took me watching a video. I want to say it was by Les Brown, like a motivational speaker mm-hmm. that really pulled me out of it. I was like, you know what? I can do this. Took off from there. So it's probably that one person that's probably watching this right now that probably needs like a word of encouragement. Mm. What word of encouragement would you give that person that's looking to start their own thing but doesn't quite have the confidence to go out there and make it happen? Okay. So model number one, just do it. Mm. Copy that from Nike. <laughs> I was like, it sounds familiar. <laughs> right? Just do it. Don't think about it. Well, think about it, but don't do it. I mean, but do it. Sorry. <laughs> think about it, but do it. But, you know, try not to talk about it with too many people. It's mm, good. You know, and like we said before, family, eh. Unless you have a special type of family member that's already done it themselves. That's good. You know, don't go for the ba- your basic mom. That's all she's known is to be a mom all these years, you yeah. know. No, nothing wrong about that. But what does she know about business? 100%. You know, and she, like my mom, you know, she has perfect credit and all this all these years. But she's just scared to get anything with, to use that credit for anything bigger, you know. Oh, so. Man. 
don't ask these family members or these friends that are not doing what you're doing or want to do what you do, you know, mm -hmm. advice, Hundred percent. you know, and then learn about what you're doing. There's, you could learn, you don't have to go to school for it. I mean, there are some fields you do have to go to school, yeah. you know, it can be a doctor and not go to school, <laughs> you know, but most of the information is in the internet. Hundred percent. So even if you don't have money to invest behind it, you know, there's free classes somehow, you know, um, learn a little bit about it. Um, get a mentor or, you know, there's some people, a lot of people will give you information for free. Yeah. You know, and then there's investing in yourself. I like that. You could invest in yourself, get a class. Yeah. It doesn't have to be school. It could just be a class on a topic, you know, but do your research, get original, you know, get creative. Don't do what everybody else is doing. Think outside the box, you know. And all those ideas, even if you have to get a, have a couple of drinks to get this juice flowing, because yeah. <laughs> that's when my magic happened on the cruise, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, so, I got this now. I'm like, ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's sometimes that's how I get my creative juices going. But, you know, think outside the box and just baby steps. And I know it's overwhelming because you want to do it right now. And yeah. that's me right now with the podcast. I want to, like, get this podcast starting, like, now before yeah. someone else gets this, this idea that probably has the money behind it and they could do it like this. Yeah. You know? So... Um, baby steps. What do I need first to get to this? What do you need? Mm -hmm. You know, just make constant movement, constant movement. Like and it that. doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter how old you are. Again, even if you're, you don't even work in that field, there's always going to be an audience for you. There's going to mm -hmm. always be people that like you. There's always going to be people that don't like you, you know, and they will find you and you will find them. You know, so don't be scared and just go ahead and do it. I like it. I like <laughs> it. Gentlemen, Yay. this was an awesome episode. I know I speak for everybody out there watching when we thank you for coming um, onto the show and providing us with so much value, so much game. Yay. Thank you for having me. Uh, this was fun. Yeah. I can't wait to be on her podcast. She promised. Me. She promised. <laughs> yes. And we're going to eat good too when you're on it. We're going to get some food. We're going to try it out. We're going to review it ourselves, you know. And I've uh, never cried on the podcast before, but this yeah. might be the one. Yeah, this might be the one. 